Hi, this is Ricky Stewart. And if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight. Not this rubbish with Flaky Blakey. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. It's Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And we are the podcast formerly known as the Third Bingo. Pillar. Shut up, Matthew. <laughs> we are the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest store in you know, you know, somewhere just... in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? You don't just get to say bingo after one thing's been said. You've got to you've got to get like, you know, a line. A line. So until you until we get no, a few, no, I could say bingo we get... and people, yeah, I know, but until we get a name drop in there to complete it, or I'm You're... thinking, I'm thinking about dropping some names this week. You're completely because the porks porks got his two names he used to drop, but you know, in the early days of the podcast, every two weeks, and he's he's kind of moved on from that. And what names Steve, were they? Steve Antonelli was one of them. And I can't remember who the other one was. Really? Yeah. Anyway. There you go. Okay, well, we, we we'll see what comes to me. Anyway, we're brought to you with a very dubious support of the Greenhouse, the number one Raiders fan forum on the internet. Get online and get engaging. Also brought to you by the good people at Landspeed Records. Come in and get your CDs, your speaking LPs. Of, speaking of the Greenhouse dubious support, we got a bit of support. We got a bit of Greenhouse feedback last week. Oh, did we? Yeah, it was, it was a bit upset about all the things you kept on getting wrong. Like what? Uh, well, so the independent doctor is in the bunker this year, as I suggested. Yeah, and yeah not no, on the no, sideline. No, 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 yeah, so right. you're wrong about that. You're good. And the Broncos had actually won um, six in a row, not five in a row, oh, coming into gee, the game against us. Gee, well, I'll just go. Like, have I ever claimed accuracy or precision? No, I don't think I have. No, nah, fair I, enough. I don't think I have. That I'll leave that for other people. Um, but the land speed records, they, they're some people, I guess. They're there. Yeah. They have records. Spin yeah. the black circle, come with them, and buy your Audio Technica gear from them because it's great. And he's already interrupted me, so I don't feel like introducing him at all. Um, but we're joined by special guest star Heather Locklear, Matt Hollywood Lenevez from the west coast of the United States of America. Matthew, uh, hey gentlemen, it's not a good week to be it's, a Raiders fan. It's is not. It? We'll no. bounce back, man. We'll bounce back. But we've got an. ITV. We will. It was one of those games. Hey, um, got, it's a good day to go- be a Raiders fan, though. Before we talk about the the uh, good day to be a Raiders fan and, and that game, we've got some iTunes reviews that come in. So if you're listening to the show on iTunes or Spotify or some other thing like Google or whatever, uh, please subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode. And uh, if you're on one of these platforms and you feel like leaving us a review, be it one star, four stars, five stars, and want to send us a message, please do because we find them very um, amusing and entertaining. So we got one on the 8th of um, June from Music Man uh, J75, and he describes himself as a 29-year-old listener. Ooh, a kid. Yeah, so there are some young people. Really? <laughs> he, he, he's still youth. And he says, not only for the old farts, Blake the Pork, John Sharkey, Lord Funkington, uh, Arnie J, and of course, Heather Locklear, I'm too young to get this reference, uh, bring an entertaining Raiders podcast that even appeals to this young millennial. I, I think if there's any uh, any consolation, I think Matthew was too young to get the reference to. So. Yeah, and then, then there's another one, five stars from someone whose name is a whole bunch of letters and something or other. We won't bother trying to read that. That's, I actually lived around the corner from Melrose Place, so let's... let's I, I, Melrose I'm not High? Too young. I literally... Did you get a Melrose, Melrose High? Place? No, he didn't. He went to... Uh, no, the Fairfax High is near where I used to live. Now now I'm out in the burbs. But, um, no, it's, yeah, drop us a line. Let us know Marist, you, you like You went most... to Marist. You're a Marist boy, aren't you? Marist is right next to me. No, Marist don't Marist. say that. Don't. Don't you 
fucking say that. Oh, swearing again. You northern. Yeah, no, I went to Tilopia and then I went to Eddie's. All right. Oh. Okay. There you go. I right. thought you were from Canberra, man. I wasn't Morris, you couldn't yeah. say You couldn't decide whether you're a thug or a boho wanker. Uh, anyway, so this is this. No, is next, I, this I got asked to week. leave tilopia, so I ended up at Eddie's because I got kicked yeah. out, and then I ended up at Eddie's. And, yeah, man, he's yeah, hard. There you he's go. A, he's a hard Raiders man. player followed that same thing, went to Eddie's after he got expelled. Ricky Stewart, probably <laughs> not, but he was in the same year as Ricky Stewart. And well, wasn't David, David Ferner. Ferner? Wouldn't have been David. David Ferner was David a nice Ferner's guy. Younger. Question out there to you, the listeners: If you first person to come in and tell us who the player was who got expelled from another school and then went and joined Ricky Stewart at St Edmunds and went on to play first grade from the Raiders, uh, you'll win a shout out from us next week. As you'll be both smarter than both George Gregan. You'll be both smarter than Matthew <laughs> and Blarko. He went dead. He's Nigel Gaffey. George Gregan did Nigel Gaffey. Did. Nigel Gaffey's, um, uh he's definitely he's definitely a um a Southsider, I think. You don't have it. Anyway, anyway okay, so we've still got another review I was gonna read this this one at Up the Lift, Easy, Woodge, etc. As the youngest listener to this podcast, thirty nine years and four months. So well actually they're ten you're ten years older than the other guy that left his review. That's still yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I gotta say that if you like your storeroom's filthy and uh, bow dwelling, your gears ground, <laughs> your inns ripped your sharks attacking, your reasons to be cheerful, your bench extended, and your commentary on the camera is usually accompanied by the other guy saying, you're an idiot, <laughs> which you are. <laughs> then you've come to the third most right place. Well, thank you very much for that. <laughs> much appreciated. Much appreciated. That, that took more t- time and thought and preparation than this entire podcast. <laughs> I don't know about that. Some of us do some work on this show. Certainly not They don't me. Just, just kind of charge in. Hey, just I, kind of I didn't want to do it from the start. I made it wrong very, facts. very clear. But we're <laughs> episode number one, 91, and uh, somehow we're still here. I don't think... How many more weeks... Do we need to go on? Oh, no, we will make it to 100 episodes. I think we'll make it 100 episodes. Talking about uh, landmark episodes, our good friends, our sibling podcast, the Green Mean Machine podcast, is coming up on their 200th very shortly. 200th. I wonder wonder if we'll get a cameo again. Oh, no, we're definitely having a cameo, even if we have to (laughs) to bust into the place. Yeah, we'll get one there. I think everyone needs to be sending their their messages as a support or other to the the Green Machine. I mean, I'll personally be uh, sending messages telling them all to go and themselves um but that's nothing less than they expect so news news. yes plenty of news it's it's kind of one of those things where um two days ago i was thinking is is there any news can any news for this week's episode and then suddenly it all you know it's like buses they'll come at once so the first bit of news uh it's been announced the canberra raiders will be getting a nrl w team excellent for 2023 that is just bring back millie well, well, we'll see. I Start the hashtag. We'll see. Bring I think back Millie. I think I think she's gone. I think she's gone. I think we ought to let her go. They've only both signed for one year over at Newcastle, haven't they? No, nah, he's signed for three years at oh, Newcastle. No, well, I think no she's just signed. Just had primarily just signed for this year because the season, like, there's another season at the back end. Uh, unless they break up, and I'm not wishing that on them. We're not getting her back. No, no. Okay, so so. Oh, I have a feeling. I just have a little twinkling that maybe they both could be Raiders next year. You never know. You never know, Matthew. No, you're wrong. Um, so that's exciting news, the women's team. I mean, women's sport, the NRLW is growing in a big way. And, and Canberra's, you know, got a great... We've got some wonderful um, female sports teams in Canberra that are very well supported. And I'll give you a Pork Stradamus right here. Five years, we lift that cup. Nice. I was well, Mine was a three-year plan, but, you know, five years... That... I'm going the safe option it's on more this on one. More on point. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing regarding the women's game is next Friday as well, the State of Origin. Is it yeah. Bruce Stadium? It is at Bruce Stadium. So, so hopefully it's not quite so cold oh this God. time next Friday. I mean, today's not as bad as uh, 
as yesterday, Matthew, but yesterday was one of the coldest days Stunning in Canberra. cold. I think it got up to about lunchtime, it was five degrees, and it really felt like... Where? Well, it's, it was five degrees, but it felt like one degrees or something like that, apparently. I was actually at the snow day in 2000. I was actually out there, and I can tell you, it was balmy and tropical compared to yesterday in Canberra. Yesterday was horrible. Yeah. Just yeah. horrible. I was in the pool here in Los Angeles swimming. So you look sunburned nice. again. Yeah. You do. You're not... Yeah, you know, up, what man. happens in the summer. You're not doing good <laughs> stuff. No, yeah. it doesn't. you got to look after your skin, man. You really do. You, as opposed to me and Blake, you've got heads like busted arseholes. You've actually got to look after your visage. You know? We'll see about saving your visage later. Yeah, yeah, we, we, uh, yeah, yeah that we will. We will. Okay, other news is um, he didn't play in the Reggies on the weekend where all of us went out there and watched myself, the Shark, and Blarco mm. uh, watching them play. And, and, and the... Uh, the... The junior division. And the junior division, uh, our yes. boys. He had John, a great time. John Four, Eddie and, uh, and Matthew. Yeah, they had a great time at halftime having a kick um, on the on the field before they got chased off. But they, um, they, they had did. a good they had a good game. Young Matthews he went all right. Yeah, he, he likes right. he likes to kick a bit early. He's he's a bit he's you gotta teach him not to kick on the first tackle no, every he likes every time he gets the ball. The worst thing about Matthew is he listens to all of the hyper hyperbole that the commentators do it, remembers it and recites it, and it is painful. Um, he particularly likes uh, Dan Janine, which is okay because I like Dan Janine too. But when you hear it constantly, yeah, uh, Dang Janine, I believe he's referred to. Really? Yeah. So he goes on like that. But yeah, they had a good time. But uh, what it was, we it did was good. It was, was good. It was good for them though to taste some sort of grassroots football. It's the sort of thing you would have grown up with, Matthew. Yeah, I was a ball boy football. at the Woden Valley Rams. So my dad played for the Rams, and then um, long after he retired, I, I we used to, I, I started at the Rams when I was five, and then we were ball boys at the Rams for a long time. So nice. Um, used to love going down there, and you'd be the ball boy for uh, reserve grade and first grade, and then uh, you know you get a sausage roll or whatever, and yeah, well this they had. In. So I, I, I hated Westport Connor when I grew up. I was obviously fair from enough. Rodin, so it was a bit different. fair enough. They um, they had five dollar steak sandwiches there, which were fantastic. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the two fifty sausage uh, had a lot of recoil in it. I ate it, <laughs> but I didn't enjoy it. Um, but it was good, it was good for the boys to experience all that and to and to like hear the big hits. You know, up close because you're oh, right yeah. on the sideline there. Some of the and you know these a lot of these guys are, are basically first graders in waiting. All people have just come out of first grade. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood yeah, was was a real was particularly standout. good. He was a standout. He got sent to the sin bin for he starting did. it all in. But uh, um, that was the weakest sin bin. Oh, in no, the I think I think ever. I think it was I think that was a build up to that one. But um, the other thing they got to experience was the sight of the poor fullback for the Raiders getting taken away in an ambulance. Oh, God. Carried yeah. off on the stretcher, sucking on a green whistle. He was on the green whistle in a big yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, I think he broke his ankle. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and there We was didn't no... show that in the highlights. The highlights looked like Schneider had a pretty pretty good run, actually. No, yeah, Schneider yeah. was very good. But we will get to this. What we did see was before the match that Harry Rushton was not playing. He's done his groin, and it didn't look fantastic. Yeah, so when we got there, mm. um, I got there about five minutes before kickoff, and I actually saw Harry Rushton eating one of the aforementioned um, sausage sandwiches. And I yeah. thought, okay, this... Don't think he's going to be playing he's today. Not playing. No, I, I talked to him and had words, and he wasn't playing. Also, saw our seer was there uh, watching the lads. It was good, but yeah. it was a good performance. Uh, Arthur MG Mary, was sitting behind me. Yeah, we were sitting amongst the Raiders, uh, the, the Panthers. The Panthers. Families. It was actually quite a good insight. It was kind good. of they kind of yeah, talking to the families and stuff. You you learn about sort of the various it, players. And... It was a pleasant experience. Well, we've also got such a strong strong um, reserve grade. In, yeah. And junior sides, Panthers. So the fact that we won, obviously, New South Wales Cup and Jersey Flag is pretty decent for us. They had a lot of players now... taken away. So they well, lost what they were saying halves. is they were missing okay. their halves. They were missing their halves. And but they, still had, they still had, you know, 
good good pack and their stuff. forwards were good yeah um the lady was behind us her son was the the 13 the 13 he yeah. was pretty handy but hopgood was a, a standout yeah. and but um eddie blacker eddie blacker their number eight was awesome unit. but adam mariota had a big game he did um mm-hmm. there, there was some schneider did have a good game mooney mooney very good mooney um uh, albert hopawati albert hopawati and and did Trevelyan was the other one well hopawati is really beefed the, the up. semi the semi trailer didn't play did he nah. no he, he went up to play. brisbane he went he, he was, was on like the sideline or something and wish yeah. he'd not been yeah. uh, so you've got other news on top of this uh other news um this is an interesting one because there's people like me saying why do we keep on signing ricky for such long-term contracts we could surely sign him on a year-by-year basis mm. Presuming that you know he's realistically he's not would never leave the Raiders anyway, so you could pretty much just have a rolling you know renewing deal like yeah, an Alex like price. an Alex Ferguson. Whatever. Apparently he was approached and asked if he'd be interested in taking over the Bulldogs job. Him and Gus are mates. Yeah. Well, they were unofficially for a long time by there. board. It was it was, it was by board member supposedly unofficially. Yeah. They sounded him out and yeah, yeah. And, and I've done it without Gus to say so. No, no, no. I mean the no, um. Matthew. No, I was just gonna I was gonna turn back actually. Um, before we move too far on with the Sammy Williams thing, because he said he wasn't playing, but um, do we want to do, is that part of the news? Do we actually bring yeah, that up? Yeah, we're getting, there. We're, we're getting there. there. we're getting there. We're getting there. Just hold your horses, right. mate. Well, we no. do send you the rundown. Oh, okay. You just don't read it. I mean, you are from Canberra, so we've been assuming <laughs> you can read, but now knowing you're, you're, you're other bit of news, other bit of Other massive bit of news. Um, the Dolphins have just announced their latest signing today. Brenko lead to the Dolphins. Is there a more... Dolphins-esque no, signing than Brent Kelly. I mean, it's great that he's going to reunite with Edric, but I don't know. I don't know about the the, the Dolphins signings. They seem to me um, they're all very predictable and uninspiring. And when Anthony Milford signs for the next, you know, none of us will be surprised. And I think they're a real chance to um, get the spoon next year. And you think that in order for the, the Dolphins to actually be a success, and the NRL would want them to be a success and a credible. Um, you know, rival to the Broncos, not another just crushes 2.0. They've got to get a marquee. They've got to get some good players. Yeah, look, the thing is, and and the strange thing is, they're just the Dolphins. They're not the Redcliffe Dolphins. The smart thing that the NRL finally did was they attached the the team to an actual existing team. And that meant it was always going to have actual grassroots support, which was always going to set it apart from the crushes. Always going to set it apart. It should be, yeah. Yeah, but it's not. It should be the Redcliffe Dolphins. But we're not it talking. We're not talking about Port Adelaide. We're not talking about a club that's like got some incredible history and massive support. We're that talking came about in. a club with a distinct fan base and money. Yeah, I don't know. Both, I th- of, I both of these things play play into their advantage. I think and it's, it's, a, it's on the way the sunny coast, so that gives them more of a crowd. I think it's a disaster. Yeah, but, I don't. I think one of the things that the NRL did in the next ten years, they will lift the cup. One of the, I don't know if they'll do that, but one of the no. things the NRL definitely How's, didn't do because. When we had COVID and obviously all the, the pressure that was put onto the league with the TV rights, mm. when they decided to expand, they went to the clubs and they asked the clubs, um, you know, whether it was the right time or not. And, and none of the clubs wanted to give up anything. Where in the AFL, when they expanded, they basically just made sure that these teams worked and they threw everything at GWS. And they, they well, threw they a lot of money. Sides up. Yeah. GWS yeah. is still being massively propped up. The side no and, one and, asked and what about the Suns? They're still a debacle as well. Yeah, but the, yeah, but no one's. These are, these it doesn't the, sound like the Dolphins markets. are getting any any help. The Dolphins aren't no, getting any help. So. That's what I'm saying. And it's in the NRL's interest for them to be successful. And it looks like nothing's being put in place to ensure that. You know, it looks like just yeah, 
It's strange. I'll be it's very strange. surprised. Best of luck to Brenko and Edric and everything else. But yeah. I mean, if you if I was a grassroots Titan uh, Redcliffe fan or whatever, I wouldn't be too um, overly excited about any of their signings Look, so far. All I'm saying is that Canberra Raiders came in in 1982. In 1987, they played in their first grand final from being hapless and hopeless in their first year. And in, by 1989, just seven seasons later, they won a grand final. Do not write down the Dolphins. They are in one of the biggest areas for junior recruitment and players there is in this country. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Biggest. okay, okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. The big news, of course, the biggest the big news, news that's come out, uh, Sam Williams has announced he's played his last game for the Raiders. Mm. He's stepping aside. Uh, he doesn't want to stand in the way of any young players coming through, and he wants to do the best thing by the club. Isn't that wonderful and noble? You know, there are many times when sometimes I find you as a passable human. Like, I actually think, oh, no, that yeah. bloke's not so bad. You're and an asshole there are times there, right? like now <laughs> where I just think you're a complete <laughs> asshole. Now, Sammy's coming out on, on social... You are an idiot. He's what coming, did I say? Oh, you, you know what you said. That's and the look on you your said face. It, you're just <laughs> a jerk. Sam Williams has come out, and, he, and I quote, I couldn't be more proud to have played with my hometown club and to represent them over a 100 times. It will always be close to my family's heart and to every fan or friend who has been part of the journey I thank you and you know this is the thing about young Samuel Um, he's just a freaking legend you know and I'm so pleased he got to captain the club once because he damn well deserved it he's given his heart and soul and not only has he been often a really good player you know he's had his had his deficiencies but have been a really good player he is a man of integrity and honour, and that's a rare thing in rugby league yeah Um, and he's to be celebrated I I, for one wish him I still remember I still remember a game when it was late in the season and, and I don't know who went down and got injured and, and Blarko, you with your um, crazy memory might be able to remember this one, but we played South Sydney at um, ANZ Stadium and Sam Williams stepped in to be the halfback and he played the lights out and we ended up winning by a lot. We won by quite a considerable amount of um, points and I remember just being so proud of Sam Williams. It might have been the season that we... We almost made the grand final, maybe like um, when Melbourne knocked us out. There was 2002. No, no, no. There was a good run there, and he he had he had, a, he had a yeah he had a blinder against South Sydney in Sydney, and yeah, um, I do recall. I'm sure was... he remembers it, and and if you're a Raiders fan, maybe try and search out the highlights of that game because it's, he was our best player that day. In 2012, when we made that run and we got knocked out in the end by South, South Sydney, Sydney. Um, in that thing, one of the things he was really doing was he was running right to the line, knowing full well he was going to get absolutely smashed and then popping the pass when he was getting smashed. And he was put so many people through playing that where he was basically doing the, the role of the human crash test dummy and knowing he was going to get thumped, but knowing that's what was going to pay dividends. And it was, and, you know... Big fan, Sam Williams. He he will be missed at the club. Um, and, you know, why he's doing it, um, it's an honourable thing. He's taking not taking a spot out of, out of the 30, and that's a right thing. But as we went over very clearly last week, other players aren't in the same boat. And they've played nearly 300 matches, and they're owed. There has to be sacred cows. There has to be sacred cows. Otherwise, what are we? We're a pack of wandering mercenaries, and that will never, ever ever work in a remote location like us. We uh, have so, to so, have a camaraderie. So with, with, with Sammy leaving, um, a few people sort of pondered maybe this was a sign that someone else um, was going to come in, you know, the club was bringing in someone. I don't think so. No. I think it's pretty much a case of, you know, we've seen 
Sammy's now behind the, he's behind Frawley, he's behind Schneider as the backups, mm. and um, the club's not going to re-sign him. They'll probably re-sign Frawley, I'd say next year yep, as think, for that backup role. And I think role. Frawley's earned it yeah. if he doesn't get picked up by someone else. Because but they're probably just, probably by mutual agreement they've said, hey, we'll, we'll pay you out for the rest of the season, and you know if he can pick something else up or whatever, we wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, no, and, and uh, that's very. Speaking good. of people wishing him nothing but the best, we've had a piece sent in by Danny Ando, not Danny Stewart, really. <laughs> <laughs> Not anyone else. The Danny Ando. The and actual he, Danny Ando. Yeah, and he's, I didn't he's, think he existed. I thought he was a, was a myth. Well, anyway, he's paying tribute to Sam Williams. So we'll just play that now. Blake and the Pork Faithful. How is going? It's Danny Ando here, a.k.a. Ando Danny on Twitter. Uh, shoot us a follow if you're into mediocre cricket and rugby league tweets because, <laughs> let me tell you, you will get those in abundance. Uh, now, I'm a man of many voices, uh, most of them very bad. This is my actual voice, which I'm sure you'll all agree is also very bad. Uh, but the reason I'm doing this is I wanted to give my heartfelt tribute to an old favourite of mine, Canberra's legend, Coomer's favourite son, Samuel Williams. Uh, where does one start with this bloke? Uh, what a career it's been. Um, some standout performances I remember from Semi over the years. Uh, 2011, his first grade debut versus the high-flying, that's right, the high-flying Cronulla Sharks. Uh, don't check the table from that year, kiddies. But uh, we won that match 40-12. to Semi was absolutely everywhere. Chip chases, show and goes, cut-out passes, spiral bombs, forced dropouts, the kid had it all. And I remember even saying that day, geez, this kid could be anything. And uh, fast forward 11 years and, well, I wasn't wrong, was I? Um, another couple of standout performances. Uh, that 2012 semi-final series uh, springs to mind, that first match against the Sharks where Semi was uh, man of the match in that one. Uh, and then he had a really good game against South the next week. He was the outstanding player. I was there to uh, let him know that, uh, although we got pumped by the bunnies in that one. Um, in more recent times, uh, who will I forget last year at uh, Brookvale Oval against the Eagles? Uh, Sammy Williams and Matt Frawley absolutely kicked Manly's dicks off. Uh, one of the great kicking performances uh, and one of the great individual halves performance by a Canberra Raider. Is that hyperbole? I don't believe it is. Uh, one of the great performances by a Raider, Sam Williams last year, Brookvale Oval, got a double. Um, and that was an example of the brilliance of the man. Um, so, Sammy Williams, thanks for the memories, son. Uh, it's been a hell of a ride. Uh, I'll have a couple of drinks for you tonight, mate. And uh, always gave his all for the club. You could see he genuinely cared. That's more than you could say about a lot of blokes. Uh, a loss genuinely hurt him. You could see how gutted he was and how much it meant to him. So, uh, Sammy Williams, we salute you, mate. You little beauty. I had someone who was listening to us. Um, I got onto listening to us, and for some reason keeps listening to us at work. And he said he really liked the show, but he couldn't stand um, Danny Stewart coughing all the time. And I think, have you ever listened to a Ricky Stewart press conference? No, no. Well, you'll get the joke if you listen to the press conference. Um, it's not really listen coughing. To, listen, to the, <clears throat> listen, listen to the latest Ricky Stewart press conference, and I'll raise a few um, questions. I feel like he's he, he, uh, clearly, you know, there, there were some pretty big mistakes in that game, but he's, I think he's decided after that game, he's protecting his players. I mean, he, yeah. he, we had the bounce of the ball and the luck, but he, he didn't. Yeah. An ounce of luck. He, 
the, if the yeah, game the was decided on courage and effort. Well, look, the Broncos lost. Um, and he's going to be able to buy the uh, the store soon, Blarko, because the $20 uh, land speed record, Raiders review with Blake in the pork, man of the match, goes to Joe Tarpanay again. It's not even close. I mean, Adam Elliott's in his, in his shadow. It's not that far off, but... Um, and it has been the second for most of these matches, but Joe Tarpanay is a special. The thing I'd say about Adam Elliott is, you know, at the start of the year, and I don't know if this is video, I told you so, Ricky, but at the start of the year, when we did our teams... But he's going to anyway. When we did our teams, I'm pretty sure Matthew and I both had Adam Elliott selected as our 13. 13. And yeah, since he's gone to 13, he's been an absolute revelation. Mm. I mean, that's obviously the position he should be playing all along. I mean, he brings he brings energy, he brings... Oh, yeah. like, and he was... Playing him off the bench as he did, you know, for twenty-minute cameos, was never playing to his strengths. No, he's an he's an effort player. He's an energy player. You know, what I mean, he's not an impact player. Mm. So yeah. anyway, he has anyway. he has he has such he has such an effect on the side too with his his carries, his foot speed, his running. Oh, and his defense, um, his ability to people. yeah, his defense is amazing. It's he he he, tight, he tightens up the middle. Um, there's so much well, that he offers to the side through, at the moment. through for that try. Powered through for that try, scored once against Roosters while we basically went over, you know, untouched. untouched. But it's his powers into line. But he's in the, the match against Parramatta. Um, you know, we we lost the match and so on. But he kept Junior Paulo so quiet. He smashed him so hard. You could hear those thwacks from the sideline. But look, the high points in that match, if I'm looking at them, are Joe Tarpanay and Adam Elliott. And then I'm looking at the rest of the side. Not to say all of them were, you know, crud. Um, but it was awful. It was awful. Big Red tried hard, played big minutes. He had a couple of errors. You yeah, know, but that, he, that he, I don't he, mind. He does try hard. He, he played hard. There was some, like, Josh Papali, he was very quiet. Um, yeah. You could say he's backing up from Origin, but he barely, you know, he played, what, 20 minutes of Origin, and that was weird too. Yeah. And then he, he, he backed up and wasn't really effort, wasn't there. You know, Jack Whiten didn't have his best game, but obviously he was coming off a very big origin yeah, yeah, yeah. performance. And he had a huge origin performance. Um, and, and, and quite there was two opportunities with him where instead of kicking the ball, yeah, if, if he, he runs it, I think he scores. Yeah. Also, I think when Javier did that break after Tarpanay put him away, I think if Javier pins his ears back and just goes yeah, for the post, he makes it. I know. I don't think he was going to get pulled down. He just had to put on he the was looking for the pass. He was just... looking for the pass, which is smart, but... You know, the mark of a real superstar is knowing when they can do it themselves. And he could have done it himself. Um, but, I, you know, he dropped yeah. two, two balls and it led to two tries on their part. But you know what? That happens. I was more than happy with the fact that he's starting to sniff around. Yeah. Well, one, one of that, that drop yeah, off no. that... You go, Matt. Oh, no. One of the drops led to a try. The other one didn't because um, Adam Reynolds threw the pass out in the fall from the scrum. But... Um, yeah, right. Savage, there's there's so much to like, even from this game. And, you know, watching the game, I thought he had a, a mare. And then I watched it back. And then I watched the mini again. And he really didn't. Every, most fullbacks are going to drop one of those bombs. Yeah. That particular bomb that, that he that dropped one, was yeah. as... Yeah, it's, it didn't as even bad get as height. It just, yeah. just Yeah, it just tipped like a torpedo. And then, admittedly, he made the mistake with his first knock-on, which did lead to the Brinko Lee... Um, and Jordan Pereira try where he tried to go back to the outside when he was mm. kicking return and the ball got bobbled out. But, um, you know, he, he botched that run off the Tarpany thing and, and probably he could have pinned his ears back, but he's, he's still learning. He's still yeah. learning the position, I guess. And watching him, there's, there's so there was every single game that he's now played with Fogarty. Um, 
because they're linking when they're going down the right. There is so many opportunities for them to strip the strip um, Brisbane and last week Parramatta that they're just they're just they're just not quite in sync yet. They don't know when to pass or when to go short or when to go long. And there was twice when Fogarty could have given it to him that probably um, he would have scored. There was once when he gave it to him too late, and then he it was late in the game and he he threw that pass to the ground. Um, but he's learning his craft and he's getting better and better and better. What I'm more worried about is, is his positioning in defense. You know, he's, he's, they, they score one line, they get one line break. Um, and that leads to that Herbie Farnworth try in the second half um, yep. or no, in the first half. And then near the end of the first half, you know, the one where Schneid, where they strip yeah. us down the right. And we, we had as many line breaks as they did in this game. We just didn't quite, um, yeah, we we're not quite as clinical, like and and that's where Tamari Martin is probably such a good fullback because his ability to be able to to shepherd people towards the sideline when you know he's turning a, a line break into a that's all it becomes. Um, you know, but as far as the game being awful, your big red had another barnstorming game. Um, obviously, Tarpany Kotrich had he's gone better and better every week. Um, they really tried to pepper him with the high ball, and now he's. I'm safe, and I'm really happy that we've got him back. And you know, yeah, he, the listeners will know like a month that. ago I wasn't. Um, but you know, I, I am a little bit. Been good. Yeah, but you know, it's and effective. It's hard as a rate. How hard is it as Raiders fans? You know, and we're all listening now. Like we watched Jack White and be the best player on the field in the state of Origin just because he ran the ball, and then in this game he's passing it. He didn't take a run for the first half. I, I, it, it made me start to wonder whether. Jack's best position is 5'8", where he, where every time he gets the ball, he's got to think, you know, run, pass, kick, where if, if you know, if we have such an attacking elite athlete who has, you know, he's a weapon, uh, you know, in, in the centres, for instance, where he, where he just thinks run and cause damage, maybe... Mm. You know, I don't know. I don't think putting Jack in the centres is, is the answer. Just it's not yet, but happen. just, just watching, no, it's, it's watching what he did in the state of origin is just yeah. Like... It's eye opening. It's eye opening, and it made you think that maybe centre. I thought exactly the same thing. I thought maybe this really is his best position, centre. And there's been crazy, right? Yeah, there's been talk all along. I mean, it was a frustrating, very right. frustrating loss. I mean, I, I would put it up there as frustrating a loss as you know some of those ones against Manly in the Warriors, years. I would put it up with the Warriors. Well, yeah, the ones, no, I agree. But, but, but just when, like, the Manly ones, when, like, Turbo would go off or, you know, mm. I think there were two games he, he, he mm. went off and they still managed to beat us. Yeah, and, yeah. I just and thought... And Cherry Evans would be hobbling around and we'd still manage to... I mean, once, we, we once just, they lost What do you put Reynolds, it down to then, Blake? What do you... Because what, what do you put it down poor, to? Like, poor, say, for instance, direction, Fogarty poor or... No, poor direction. The, is that on the halfback or is that on the fact... Like, Starling, Starling is, kind of ran around like a bit of a headless chook. He did. He did. But also, too, is we were making so many easy meters up the middle and the ruck speed yeah, towards the end there we when they had them absolutely rattled he was just kept on just taking those easy meters straight up the guts you know and yeah he mm-hmm. was running a bit around like a headless truck but yeah when you're in that position you have a good halfback there you have a cherry evans you know you have a you have a reynolds you have a cleary or someone i don't think you lose that game no i don't think you do at all and I the kick and you do. The, the, the kicking second half kicking from jamal fogarty well was Absolutely terrible. There was something, in fact, in that game that made me quite angry. In fact, you might say, Blake, it ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And you know what grinds my gears, Blake? Um, impolite restaurant made of D's? Yeah, that does <laughs> grind my gears. Absolutely, that really, really does. But what really ground my gears in this was Jamal Fogarty's kicking game. There was that one particular moment 
where we had five on three out on the right, and he had the ball to kick. He, he uh, they reckon he kicked it off his off his shin. I have no idea it. what he did there, but he did. He kicked it off his thing, shin. The yeah. only thing he could do there that, that yeah. would not mean that we were challenging directly for the ball was the kick that he did. Yeah. Which yeah, that kick, str- that kick was so bad. It was. It so made bad. Corey Horsburgh's kick against Parramatta look good. If That's Corey Horsburgh's kick had been put in in the same thing, we would have had a challenge for the ball. Uh, uh, that kick, that kick was so bad that it put the fear into our team. That suddenly we had the second half heebie-jeebies again. Uh, yeah. Look, we've, and we've then we called, started panicking and trying called, everyone tried to, you know. But his his midfield bombs, right? Yeah. Well, I said they're, after they're, last thing, they're not shallow enough for our chasers to actually compete for them, and they're not deep enough to get us good field position. They're neither nor. Yeah. Well, and that's a it, classic midfield bomb. It's just it achieves nothing. It, it, it's it's. Yeah, but he's it, trying. He's really trying to do one of is. the big, big crazy. You know, like Benji Marshall. Um, you know, Matt Burton ones, and they're not coming off. But, but, yeah, but it just, I don't want him to do that. I just want him to do good basic kicks in there. Look, well, that's the thing I said in the game against, for him to against, lift. against the game against Roosters, right? Fogarty's kicking game against the Roosters was horrible as well. And then actually towards the second half again, pretty much all the kicking went to the shoe man. Mm. And, and we started to play well off the back of it. But Fogarty's... I mean, it, he's, we've signed him to be the halfback and primarily to do the majority of the kicking. His kicking is not good enough. No. He, it, it does grind my gears. It grinds well. my gears. Look, and, but this yeah, is but the thing. He, oh, I'm sitting there watching... Go back. I'm going sitting there watching Rob Schneider in the in the Reggies, right? Kicking beautifully, not missing his tackles, yeah. right? And ordering the play and doing stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking, I got this 20 year old kid who's doing these things. He's come up with his mate Trevelyan, you know, as a package deal coming up there. Jamal, you've really got to get that kicking game in order if you want to keep him out of the side. Yeah, you just do. I have, yeah, I have. Well, the, go, mate, go, mate, the, go. the try Cotterich scored on the weekend was off a great. That was a good kick, kick, but that was landed. his one one good kick. He had one good kick, which was that one. Apart from that, there's. I don't think there was another kick he took. I mean, maybe this is a slight exaggeration, but I don't think it was another kick he did that was decent. The, the That's the only that one I can remember as being good. Decent in the match was he kept having a go running at the line, and about four times nearly got through. But nearly isn't through. Yeah, and and that that was the thing. And on two of those occasions, on his outside to the left, he had overlaps. Yeah, and I don't, a quick ball movement would have been better. I don't want to say go off early and say that he's a disastrous signing and he's you know Matt Orford. No, he's two, not disastrous. Two, by two point oh, but the signs, the early signs to me are not encouraging. And look again, I don't want to go off early, but let's let's think back to um, Ryan James this time last year yeah. and I was the first one to sort of oh, get off you were the, the first Ryan... one to deride someone I, imagine that I was the first one to sort of suggest that Ryan James was entering the plotter <laughs> status of his career and the fact that you no, were the first nothing one to, pi- to, to start the pile oh, yeah. on someone oh, yeah. no, we'll take no one I think, I think Ryan James is a terrific guy and I think Jamal Fogarty is a terrific guy and it's got nothing to do I take no pleasure or joy in to say that maybe they're not they're struggling not fitting in but look here's a bit of here's a bit of Blake Stradamus for you right now. Stradamus. Jamal Fogarty will be back at the Gold Coast before the end of his contract in 2024. Whether he's playing for the Titans or not is another matter, but he'll be back at the Gold Coast before. Well, we'll see. Look. Anyway, because yeah. it's 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 just, it's just. I mean, who knows? Ricky and halfbacks can be an interesting little dilemma, but it from yes. from what I can see, and I and I I've really liked the. I guess it's, you know, you think about a ceiling and a floor and you think about like the Schumann and Schneider have 
such a high floor. Like they've got a, they've got a really good base. You know, you know what you're going to get out of them, and they, and they allow us to be able to to play consistently and hit some structures. But if we're going to try and shake this this season, and I'm I'm not ever going to write off a season. You know, if we have with our no. forward pack, we get into the yeah. finals. Who knows what we can do? And we're dominated just about every other forward pack in the competition. If we're looking for upside with a halfback. It's going to be Fogarty because he's the one that can oh, yeah, run it, and he's the one that actually can be a bit more dynamic. And if he can figure out that link on the right hand side with Savage, mm. and then we can try and get Jackson early ball, and they can maybe be a little bit more heads up footy. You know, one of the things with the Raiders, and I was watching the game again, like I always do, and we because we have some new combinations in the spine, when it gets to say tackle four and tackle five, we're looking for our halfback and we're looking for our five, eight to kick. And that's not always the best option. There's a couple no. of times in this game on the weekend where Savage was down the right-hand side or Hudson Young or Whitehead was going down that, down the short side. And you could see that the hooker, whether it was Starling or, or Wolford was looking for the halfback and they might not have been in the best, best position to kick it. or they might not have been in the best position to, to take that tackle five play where in the past, if we had Croker, Croker would often um, do an overcall, and we, you know, we do the short side play. There's yeah. no one else Whitehead's, really Whitehead's out there. Whitehead's done that. Though. Whitehead's done that in the past as he well. He does. He, he has, but he's so gassed now, playing 80 minutes yeah. on the edge, yeah. and that's a whole another conversation we could have. But but before we move on I to just, that, and I think we should. Yep. Um, there's a scene in The Simpsons where Principal Seymour Skinner and Agnes, his mum, are waiting in the line. And he says, she says, Seymour, this line's moving too fast. Make him move forward. And he says, Mother, I'm not the principal of the line. And she says to him, then you never will be. Jamal Fogarty needs to be principal of the line. He needs to step out and have his ego out there and say, I'm in charge of this damn thing and I'm going to do it because no one in a halfback role is going to be successful thinking in any way, shape or form that they are second fiddle to anybody else in that side. If they do not think of themselves as a primary spine player who's got control of the team, and I don't think he does. I don't think he's got that in his head. I think he sees Papa. I think he sees Whiten. I think he sees these people there, and he's deferring to them. He can't defer to. I don't them. know, man. I I, I disagree. I, in I, I think I think it'll I think it's going to click. I was what and because he's the amount of lip that he gives some players after the wrong decision, and he's made many wrong decisions as well. But like also to have a bit of mongrel in him that when uh, Reynolds. You know, got got a one up on him that he just drove into Reynolds's ribs. Like mm. I, I got a feeling that Fogarty's got a little bit of that dirty Ricky Stewart mongrel in him that um, it, it it might turn out okay. You know, but I get it. He's hoping. He's hoping you. He's hoping Matthew. But at, at this stage, yeah, I'm not going to condemn the guy or say that he should be dropped uh, this week for young Brad Schneider. But but uh, but I will say this: Who's got a lift? It's Jamal Fogarty. Yeah, of course. He's got a lift for all the reasons we just mentioned. So we got to the Knights game this weekend. Now, this should be a match any other side would look at and think to themselves, oh, good, we've got a real fair chance of this. Except, of course, the Knights. They have turned into our buggy side. They have. We have not beaten them since 2019. Um, Ponga has scored in each of the last three games against us, and we've played him back into form. Um, and the other thing is the last three times we've played him. He's got a headache, though. They were coming off big losses the week before when they came out and beat us each time. So that and scenario... two of those three times was Penrith. Oh geez. So we're 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 right there. Look, we've got Rapper back, and I think that really we helped. missed him. We, we really, really missed him. him. Yeah, we really um, missed him. The side's unchanged apart yeah. from that. It's completely unchanged. Um, they've got injured. 
The no only, Daniel... only change to the side is Papa's going to start. Yeah, we've bats. got no Daniel Siafidi for them. There's no Brayley Hooker. They're, they've been injured for a while, and Bradman Best isn't in the in the side. Thank God for that. But look at their bloody side. Look at the side that they've got there, and tell me that you don't look at that and think to yourselves. Other times in those last three matches when we've gone in there, we've been saying, "Oh, we should, you know, Tex Hoy or Phoenix Crossland. Who the hell are they?" Where's your weak point? If when we go through their side at the present moment. I'm not looking at anything saying to myself, oh, goodness, they're crap. So they've got Kalen Ponger at fullback. They've got Edric Lee on one wing, who has been scoring tries aplenty. Dominic Young on yeah. the other wing, who's a big unit from England, who has got a bit of spirit to him. He's big and he runs fast and he hits hard. You've got Anari Tuala, who has unless, scored lots of tries against us in those last three matches. Unless, unless, Dane unless, Gagai. I'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've got um, Dane Gagai, scores lots of tries. In the halves, you've got Anthony Milford, he owes us once. This is the first time he's played against us since he's left uh, Brisbane. Yes. I think it is. Yeah, this is only, he's only played like two games for Newcastle. Or That's right. I, I, for some reason, I, for some reason, in my head, thought that we already played Newcastle earlier this season and lost and them. Lost, yeah. So, so scarred am I. Well. Yeah, yeah. So scarred am I from all these previous Then losses. in the front row, you've got David Clemmer, who's back into form. You've got Chris Randall, who's filling that hole of Braley out there and doing an okay job. You've got Jacob Siafidi stepping up into his brother's number 10, but he's also a good player. Second row, you've got Tyson Frizzell and Mitchell Barnett, which is pretty damn good. And Mitchell hey, Barnett, Barnett ha- has he, no love for us. Nah, well, he moved. They moved, He played lock last week, but um, Fitzgibbon was so diabolical. He was, and he's, he, been he's gone out of sight. He's and on the extended bench. On the 13, and he's he's an attacking 13, so that's a problem for us. Then you've got uh, Simi Sasagi in 14. You've got Leo Thompson, who's actually played. He's quite damaging runner in 15. Matt Croker, again, another damaging runner. Can I, can I just tell you something about Matt Croker? Here you go. Not related to Jared Lachlan or Jason Croker. There you go. He's actually from Newcastle. He's not from Goulburn, Cookwell or anything like that. Oh so did you know that there's people can be have the same last name as someone else? And be from somewhere else. And, and not be related to them at all. I did not know <laughs> that at all. Well, there you go. You learn something new every day. And then you've got uh, Saulo in their 17 jersey. So our side, it's, that's a pretty bloody good side, I reckon. Oh, the bench is... I, I think the bench is actually okay. I've been watching Leo Thompson and Matt Croker play, and I think they're pretty good. I think they've got a fair bit of impact in them. So we got uh, Javier Savage at one, Nick Kotrich on, Kotrich on one wing and Jordan Rapner on the other. We got Timoko and Chris in the centres. We got Jack back in six. We got Jamal Fogarty in seven. The front row is Papali'i and Tarpanay. Jack Wolf. never went anywhere, so how's he back? Shut up. You're an idiot. Uh, we got Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead in the second row, and we got Adam Elliott at lock. Then Tom Starling, Ryan Sutton, Corey Hadawit Anida, and Corey Horsburgh in the uh, on the bench there. Mm. Now look. You know, we've had it we'll have a day's extra rest. We're not on the road. So those things are in our favour. But I think those equal circumstances were the same the last three times we played the Knights and we've lost them. They, there's something they've looked inside our soul, and there's a, they, they, it's a bogey, just like we've we played them away. Yeah, well, we know we, no, we played them at Campbelltown. We've played them at Campbelltown. Yeah, that was a home game. That well. was a home game. We played them in Wagga. I know. I, I mean, away from Canberra. I don't mean <laughs> an away game. The last time we beat but them, Pong has also three, played out of his skin. It's like when we, it's like when yeah. we play um, Manly and DCE plays the best game of the year, or every time we've played. You know, we played him in, in Campbelltown. Uh, Ponga was amazing, and so was Bradman Best. But, yeah. you know, both of them might not be playing. Ponga has to pass some pretty serious protoc- protocols. He got yeah. knocked 
the knocked out on the weekend. Oh my gosh! I would say though, one thing about Kalen Ponga is um, you got to give him some props because he didn't shy away from that contact. You know what I mean? For for sort of a a glamorous, you know, and a lot, you know. Ryan Pappenhausen's the same, you know. Yeah. For these for these glamour boys on a million bucks, they, they, they they're not afraid to put their bodies on the line, no, and, and sometimes they do come off uh, second, second best because no yeah. one wants to. Well, that's where CNK, you know, Charles Duclukstad does, and Rapana. If you yeah. think back to the game against Parramatta on the Gold Coast last year, when he threw his whole body at the winger there, um, I, you know, you know actually, that's something. You know, it's something that grinds my gears and Blake on the burst and everything else. I actually think that. Um, Fullbacks in the process on, of, 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 of like on the burst. Fullbacks in the process of of stopping a try should be allowed to shoulder charge. Like the shoulder charge that that we wanted rubbed out of the game is is the the straightforward shoulder into the head of someone. I mean, you think of the one that was um, probably brought in the rule change was um, Greg Inglis on, on uh, Young uh, Dean Young Dean when Young, he yeah. absolutely destroyed his face. But when a fullback's coming across to try and stop a big man from putting the ball down, I think he should be allowed to shoulder charge. You should just yeah, it's like, crazy, right? Like Rappen did a hip charge and got away with it. Yeah, but that's because it wasn't a shoulder. Yeah, and I know. But I'm saying, shoulder. but when you when you're coming, you're flying across a million miles an hour, and you're just trying to stop someone from put, putting down the ball, and you're throwing their body at your your body at their body. And it, this is the thing: you look at the, the reverse of it when, um, say, Mike Acevo is running into James Tedesco and trying to score a try and absolutely knocked him senseless. Well, he's effectively shoulder charged him in the head. Yeah, and that's an perfectly attacking. legal. Yeah, but that's yeah. perfectly legal. So what's the difference? Well, I think yeah, fullbacks sense needs to come in. I think fullbacks in oh. those circumstances should be allowed to shelter. There'll It'll be, never happen. There'll be no It'll common sense. There'll be no common sense. It'll None whatsoever. But look, look uh, I should have said that team list for the uh, Knights game is brought to you by Jersey's Megastore down there at Iron Knob Street, yeah. Fishwick. Uh, go in there and get your... Your jersey, get yes. your cock out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. Jersey's <laughs> mega store, great sponsor of the greenhouse. Get down there. Looking and at them. our team, there is one change I would make, particularly for this game, right? I think that you know you looked at where, um, I think we'll roll them through the middle, and then we'll probably hopefully score tries out wide. Uh, Dominic Young and Edric Lee, I think, are both suspect as a you know gay yeah. traditionally traditionally a. Um, you know, pretty good defensively, but I think there's there's a lot of tries. I don't know, man. Like I've, I've I've watched I've watched the last few weeks you know, to try and bring a little bit of um, knowledge to what I talk about because a couple of those reviews, especially. Thank you, Rick. You're still there, Rick. Ricky Prick. Um, no, I I've gone back and watched the the nights over the last you know month, and Gay Guys leaked a lot of points, man. Yeah. And so is um, Tyson Frizzell's actually a little bit of a liability now. Yeah. Like his lateral movement and. There's, there's opportunities there. I think if we can kick behind, like Dominic Young bites early and he rushes up. Uh, and then, and Edric Lee, he, he, he's, he's really easy to turn around with a kick. So yeah. there's a lot of he's, opportunity. He's a big like man and he's got a big, he's got a big turning circle. The one I was going to say is the change I would make to the run on team is I would actually have Elliot Whitehead back to the bench and I'd have Corey Hadawira Nida on the right hand side and in, in the, um, in the second row. And, um, I'd have him running an Anthony Milford. Hmm? That's a reasonable. What do you option. think about that, Pork? Yeah, no, I'm not against that. And then you just just use um, Whitehead to play 13 when Adam Elliott's off the field. I mean, it won't happen, but that's what I'd be doing because oh, you can put Whitehead into the front row rotation. Yeah, well, that's obviously that's it's going to happen sooner or later because I mean he's 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 known for his his he's uh, slowing down. <laughs> he's known for he's known for his 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 meter meter eating. But CHN is like playing him like last week. Coming on and playing a bit of thirteen or whatever, uh, it doesn't work. 
It doesn't work. He's a weapon out wide, and if you look at most of the good sides, they have a big, rangy, hard-running second rower that can, you know, do some damage. And I'm, I'm hearing you, mate. Do that like, a it's bit. tough, right? We've we've got we've got a we've got a culture. We've got a sign that's trying to build it around culture, right? And this is something you spoke about last week when it comes to Toots. And <laughs> I mean, our best side is Adam Elliott at 13, CHN at 12. And Hudson Young at eleven. That's the best Raider side. Yeah. And then we figure out how to use Whitehead properly, you know, because he's he's such a good clubman and such a good player, and he can play so many positions. But we're taking away strengths, and our strengths, you know, like if you think back to what CHN did against the Sharks last year at the Gold Coast, he was unbelievable. Yeah. At how 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 good he is running at smaller men, and you're asking now for him to run at Milford, he'll destroy Milford. I know. And, and that's an obvious weak point. But if we have Whitehead in that back row position, he's not going to be able to exploit it. You know, he's more of a goal player, but he's not going to be able to run over the top of, of Anthony Milford. He's never, he, even at his best, that was never really his his game. I mean, it's more than ever, it's a young man's game and it's a power game. It is. Oh. And and this is why that older players... players. I mean, there's outliers like your DCEs who could probably play till they're like almost 40. Yeah, but he's a halfback. But, but what's also yeah. tough is that we don't... We're not... We're judging it off attack and I guess a lot of fans do. We're... You know, Elliot probably does a lot of mopping up in defence. He does. I mean, obviously he, he missed that tackle on the weekend, but, but he, he must do so much work for them to keep continually picking him because... You know, and he and he's just an effort player, and it's but it's 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 a tricky one because you, we see the upside of certain players, right? We've seen Elliot struggle a few times this year where we thought you're a bit slow, you're a bit out of gas, and so on. They've all been away from the cold of Canberra. When he gets no, back to Canberra, no, there was that game. Oh, who was that game? Was it the Parramatta game where he was before he came off? He was on his haunches for a whole like it was right in front of me. He was yeah. on his haunches for the whole set. But other matches, would have been right in front of you as well, Paul. Yeah, it was. Um, He's about 60 minutes into the game and he was basically... I, I he, think you're going to see Elliot... Because Elliot's had a few... Elliot Whitehead's had a few games this year where he's been a really good performer and he's done a really good... He job. has. No, he has. Absolutely. I mean, even, even, his, a couple... be, even his best, he was never a, a big meter. We're going to go to... We should yeah, play yeah, Arnie J's yeah, we'll, we'll get to Arnie J's. That thing. But even his best, he was never a big meter either. Hi, it's former Canberra Raiders captain Alan Tung here. And you know I don't actually go in footy tipping comps, but if I did, I'd tip the Raiders every week. So now it's time for the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? So we've got uh, Schiller. We've got Trey Mooney. We've got Semi Valamo. Trey Mooney was was very good. He in was that. pretty good. Yeah, he was. Very, I mean, that, at, at that reserve game, um, the players that you know that we've all heard about, yeah, they were the standouts. Yeah, they were. And Adrian Trevelyan, we've already talked about him, oh, was. And and Adam Mariota was very good. As he well. was very good. I the was world's... actually surprised we didn't see him on the extended bench yeah. this week because he, I thought he was... If you're wondering who he was, um, if you're listening and not familiar with all the reserve guard players, if you're wondering who Adam Mariota was, in 2020 when they had the um, the young guys being the ball boys, when they weren't yeah. allowed to have ball boys and the guy that would always jump on and celebrate, yeah. that's Adder. Yeah, yeah. I, but, think he's, I think he's very popular around the club. He had a really good game. Um, and we got uh, Rob Schneider in uh, the 18th, uh, as the 18th man. They've got Tex Hoy, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, uh, Adam Clune, Heimel Hunt, and Phoenix Crossland as their 18th uh, man there. Oh, this is going to be tight. This is going to be there's, tight. There's a fair bit of first grade experience. Actually, I'm giving there's... that one to Newcastle. Well, They've got more first grade experience <laughs> across that. They do. They do. They've got more first grade experience. How many Kevin Hardwicks? 
Oh, well, Schiller's a hard week. Trey Mooney's a hard week and a half. Valamay's a two. hard week and a half. Two hard weeks, Matt. Hard week and a half. Is Trey Mooney a hard week and a half, really? Trevelyan is a hard week. Trevelyan can only be a hard, hard, a hard Trey week Mooney, to this Trey, Trey Mooney's going to be an amazing player, but Trey Mooney played that one game for us, and he was great. But if you <laughs> yeah, listen right, to right, any right, of the right, race, so, okay, so he said got... he was exhausted. Yeah. One hard week, two hard weeks. Sammy, I'm getting even one and a half. So that's three and a half hard weeks. Trevelyan's a hard week, so that's four and a half hard week. And Schneider, I think we can give two hard weeks. No. Yeah, I think we can. I'll give, I, I, just, I give Sammy three hard weeks, just to let you know. <laughs> six, so that's six and a half hard weeks. Texoy is a hard week. Lachlan Fitzgibbon is a hard week and a half. That's one and two and a half. Adam Clune, he's a one hard week. Uh, so what are we, three and a half? Heimel Hunt's a hard week, four and a half. Phoenix Crossland, it's a hard week, five and a half. Oh, I'm reversing it. The Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders have the bench. Uh, hey. the bench. There we go. See, the hard week factor never lies. No, it never does. You, you, can, always, you can always rely on the hard week for Kevin Hunt. It's very good. Okay, so now it's time to rip in with Arnie J. G'day, Raiders fans. Pretty sickening loss last week and one that really hurts. Well, it certainly hurts me. I'm still very dirty about it. We have the Knights this week, and I'm not going I'm not going to go into a deep dive on their weaknesses and players to watch. Um, I think it's fairly plain to see if you watch their games. And unfortunately for their fans, uh, they really are in a terrible place at the moment. Instead, I'm going to take a deep dive on our captain, Elliot Whitehead. And I understand I am at the risk of being extremely unpopular amongst our Raiders faithful. I do this with disappointment and a heavy heart, and I don't do it lightly. But I think he's either injured or maybe not really up to first grade anymore. Early on in the season, Whitehead played five games at lock. He averaged 55 minutes, nine hit-ups and 75 metres, and also 26 tackles a game. I suspect the coaching staff thought this was not up to standard and he has since been playing in the second row. Just to give you some idea, and I know these two are top-tier locks in Yo and Carrigan, but they average 144 metres a game, almost twice the amount of what Whitehead was doing at lock. Uh, Now back to the second row, and I've done a couple of control players I've chosen Bo Fumor in the for the Titans and Luciano Leilua for the Tigers. They're both playing for teams down towards the bottom of the ladder, uh, and I think both are more than serviceable second rowers for first grade. So <clears throat> Fumor's averaged 80 minutes a game, 11 runs, 106 metres and 32 tackles a game. Leilua averages 77 minutes, 11 runs, 103 metres, and 26 tackles a game. Whitehead has played eight games in the second row this year, averaging 77 minutes, eight runs a game, making 57 metres and 35 tackles. So the Titans and the Tigers are getting almost double the output from that second row spot with the ball, uh, and both teams are fairly well anchored to the bottom four. So I think those two as a control group I think is fair. Now, Whitehead's played over 150 games for us. He's been a fantastic Raiders player, but unfortunately, he's either injured or his body is wearing out. And even worse, we've signed him until the end of the 2024 season. Uh, He's now 32 years old. 
so these stats also hurt uh, us as a team. Well, I would argue that they hurt us as a team and a club when we have Mooney, Rushton, and we haven't seen any of Holler in first grade this year. So as much as it hurts me to say, I think the club has done our salary cap a disservice moving forward and maybe some hard decisions need to be made sooner rather than later. Now, talking about doing a disservice, one final comment this week is our bench rotation. Throughout the year, our bench rotation has been either terrible right through to absolutely diabolical. Whomever is in charge of the rotation throughout the game need to spend a lot more study on other teams that do it well or give the task to someone else. You know, we're up to round 14 now and it's still garbage. It's really not good enough and it's really hurting us winning games. So that's it from me this week. Hopefully we get the two points coming up against the Knights and if we don't, the fallout certainly won't be fun, much fun next week. Enjoy your weekend of footy and go, you green machine. Okay, I don't agree with everything that he that he said there. And I think he is... I, I mean, we were just critical ourselves of, we of Elliot Whitehead. But when you hear someone putting it so um, just just bluntly and cruelly in the way only Arnie J can... He's been drinking again. <laughs> he just he's, he's reckless, he's dangerous, he doesn't care he's who he offends. He's on the bath salts. Yeah, what he's at the bath salts. No, he doesn't care what happens to him or anyone else. And that's what <laughs> makes him so dangerous. Um, makes him so dangerous. But like I was saying, alluding to before, I mean... If you judge Elliot Whitehead purely on run meters, um, you know it's it's misleading. But his run meters are down. They are. But, but his run meters were never his run meters were never huge to begin with. No. And it always, as you said before, Matt, it was he was always the guy that was doing the effort play, diving on the ball, putting his head where someone else yep. would run on the head. He was always split bandages, cut knees, throwing you know, up. throwing up. You know, he's he's been an absolutely an, an effort player. Mm. But I think the game is speeding up, and he's not getting any younger, and it's it's tough. Well, that's the thing. Like this, this thought, this thought's just occurred to me um, as you're talking there, Blacko. And I'm, I'm wondering, like, if you think about other sports and you think about the squads, you know, and rugby league's speeding up. And I'll try and be quick, so we're not going to get bingo cards or turn this into a three-hour podcast. I'll try to be quick. I will try and be quick. Thank you. The show will lose this whole thing. No, no. He, yeah, all right, fuckhead. Let's just, let's just, we'll spit this out. <laughs> um, no, I'm just, I'm just wondering, you know, like. Obviously, there's the, there's buys, and you know we're going to have that rest in a couple of weeks. But you know we're asking players to play longer years at a faster sport, uh, and every year it's getting quicker and quicker in multiple positions. That maybe there's maybe there's chances for you know to, to try and rest players more. You know you look at the Roosters, the way that they they over the years they tried to rest Boyd Cordner, you know, or and, and they rested Sam Walker, you know, because of shoulder injuries or stuff. But maybe there's a there's a there's a, a bigger thought process where, you know, you try and rotate your squad and you're not trying to always play your, your, your best players every week because, yeah. you know, Elliot Whitehead might be our best player at 100%, but maybe after 10 weeks straight at his age, he's going to be playing at, you know, 85%. That if we try and bleed up somebody else, CHN could play and then, you know, you bring back yeah. an Elliot Whitehead in a couple of but, weeks. So it just feels like but why not we're, seeing, like- we're seeing these guys burn out you know what i mean yeah, like, why not take like a premier league sort of i know you got bigger squads in the premier league and there's there's more um games and there's more players and all the rest of it but adopt more of a, a horses for courses approach and go actually this week we want to put chn 
up against Milford. Yeah. And Elliot's back to the bench, and it's not like, oh, Elliot Whitehead's been dumped and he's all upset and goes to his manager and everything else. No, it's like, it's squad rotation, which is Ricky's all about having a squad. Mm. Yeah, it's a squad rotation. And, and I mean, that's the way rugby league coaches should be looking at it, right? Because yeah. it's not even, it's not even like the, the Premier League where once you're off, you're off. You know, in rugby yeah, league, true, you, you come off, you go on. And yeah. there's one factor that's different here with Elliot. He's got the C next to his name, and that makes it a different ball game. It's not, you know, but you don't, don't have Hodgson and you don't have Does Croker it really? Does it really? Like, yes, it does. Really? It definitely does in Ricky's mind. Let me assure you of that. Well, we've been saying that, you know, that Tarpanay should Tarpanay step up. Should I agree, but then you have to make that decision. Well, why and doesn't then, he? And then, I agree. I agree. Send him a texter. Get stuffed. Look. Are you blocked again? Speak, speaking <laughs> speaking of ass clouds. You're blocked again, aren't you? No, speaking of ass clouds, it's now time for <laughs> ass cloud of the week. <laughs> this comes to you from Raiders Plumbing because if you want an ass, you need an ass crack and there's no better place to find ass crack than with Raiders Plumbing they might even fix your plumbing who knows um, mine this week is the judiciary deciding that Kafusi wasn't guilty um, I, I, I did find that interesting my issue was when I saw that incident live when that forearm came down on Sam Walker I knew in my feelings, that he'd done it. He knew what he was doing, he'd do it. But I also looked down and say, there's no way in the world you could prove he's done yeah. that deliberately. So while I wasn't surprised with him getting off, I don't think they're reading the room on Felice Cafusi. I don't think they're no, reading the No, he's one of the biggest grubs to ever lay He is. And, and while I don't think there was any evidence there you could, you could prove it, at the same time, I'm pretty confident you could have done it. And and because, you know, you might not have been able to prove that one, but there was quite a few you've let through that you could have. So, Judiciary, you're my ask lands of the week. Blarko? Uh, I've got a pretty simple... I was struggling to actually have one this week, but it's a pretty it's a pretty simple one. Um, Dom Young for the Newcastle Knights. I don't know if you saw the try that Viliami Kikau scored <laughs> where uh, Caelan Ponga got knocked senseless. And Dom Young has sort of done this... Have you seen the video clip of it? No, I haven't. I'll, I'll post it on all our social media platforms. There's so many now, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, but he sort of does this weird thing where he throws himself in the air as if he's kind of like going for an intercept, but also looks like he's just kind of jumping out of the way of Viliami Kikau because you want to know part of that. So, yeah. It's a Credit meme to, waiting to happen. It is. It is. It's it's kind of... It's that there sort is of, a meme like there's, that. There's, well, there's the sort of flailing... I remember the Brett Morris against the Roosters flailing arms in the air. Well, it's, it's like the McInnes. Remember the Cam McInnes when he dived? Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He dived. Like, it was it well past, him, yeah. he's, he's had a... If, uh, if so, one of the young listeners, and apparently there are some out there, can can take this and put it to the music of um, Shooting Stars, the Bag Raiders song... Go ahead, we'll, we'll share it, please. Yeah, Thank that, you. that would be good. Matthew, who's your ask, Leon? Um, I was also struggling to find one this week. Mine's just, um, I mean, it's it's probably, it just goes back down to uh, captain's challenges and Raiders calls. You know, like there was a couple of moments there where it looked like we probably should have used our captain's challenge, but maybe we've decided not to use it in the first half or the first 60 minutes again. Or, I don't know what was going on, but then when mm. the time when we actually used it, there was no chance that that wasn't a knock-on. Yeah, we were so, completely wrong. I know, like the, when Matty Tomoko made that huge break and then got up to yeah. play the ball, I was I thought they should have used it right used then it? too. I yeah. did not yep. see an error there. And he was saying the same thing and no one backed him. Did we use a captain's challenge? Yeah, we game? did in the second half. We got it wrong. Uh, we used it about five minutes later. Yeah, when um, Tarpany went to pick up the ball and we, we knocked it on. But. but in spite of all this crap, there are, in fact, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. Right. Reason to be cheerful, Joe Tarpano. God, if that's not enough to make you cheerful, reason to be cheerful, Adam Elliott. 
My goodness, that's a reason. Well, to be it's, cheerful. It's, it's a bit of sweet. Mariota, is to be is that cheerful, really? <laughs> the, Adam, the Adam Elliott one's a bit. It's the old bittersweet one where the player that you know is leaving the club is performing really well, and you just kind of sit and you kind of sigh. He hasn't played until he'd actually signed somewhere else. He hadn't played this well, and since he signed, no, a light's come on inside. Until him. until that point, he had also wasn't really being utilised. I mean, he's played those games at hooker and started hooker and actually did pretty well, all things considered. But and until recently, he wasn't played in his best position. And once he's played in his best position, he's playing well. It kind of it's, it's a no brainer. Well, I still think his form at the moment, along with Tarpanay's, is a reason yeah. But it brings me no joy yep. because. Yeah. I'm looking at the immediate time. I'm looking 10 years down the track. I'm not looking next season. I'm looking right now. They're both reasons to be cheerful. You got any reasons to be cheerful? Or you just want to be a miserable old bastard? No, that's it. What about that's you, Matthew? You want to be a miserable middle-aged bastard? No, we can't even call Blarko middle-aged. I'm looking at his hair. No, he's, he's old. Gone way no, past I've got already hair. said he was a miserable I've old bastard. Hair. I'm <laughs> saying, do you want to be a miserable middle-aged bastard to you? Uh, mine is the Camberators in uh, NRLW. That's... Yeah, that trumps anything, you know. It's yeah, it's good. just um, right. it's just it's just going to be it's going to be something which the club can and they've been nurturing it for a number of years and mm. you know we all want Millie to come back and who knows what happens there but you know in twenty years um, we're going to be looking back at that at, at today realizing how significant it is for the Raiders and and you know anyone that has a a, a young daughter or something. Um, you know, and they've now got they're going to have some heroes that they can look up to and and go to watch play. You know, and the, and the double headers that are going to happen between the Raiders and yeah. you know who knows we'll have some NRLW games before out at yeah, yeah. the new Canberra Stadium, um, and it's going to be amazing. So get get some momentum. That's my there. reason to be cheerful. Okay, um, a reason to not to be cheerful because Blarke and Lord Funkingham have a little bit of a feud going on between them at the moment because they both think the other one's an idiot, which I think in both respects is correct. Because um, you are Lord <laughs> Funkington has some stupid opinions. G'day everyone, Lord Funkington here, and look. I'm disappointed. I know you're disappointed. It was an absolutely pathetic performance not to beat that dinged-up Brisbane Broncos side. I was getting flashbacks of horrible games against Manly where they would lose three or four of their top players and then we would just play garbage and lose. We should have won. We should have won. We're in the green. We were supposed to win. The effort wasn't there. The energy wasn't there. Really, really disappointing. I was going to spend this segment blowing up, but you know what? I don't believe that's true. That needs to happen because it's the Newcastle Knights. Our sworn enemy, even though it's unsworn. Pack of bastards who beat us every time, no matter who's playing or who's not playing. This week, noted Raiders killer Bradman Best isn't playing. Kalen Ponga may not be playing. So I'm not going to be like sad sacks like Blake. I'm not going to be calling for Rick to get fired. I'm not going to be calling for anyone to get sacked. I am going to be calling for no more midfield bombs that go 50 metres up and 10 metres long. But that's for another story for another time. So... Let's lift, boys. It's the Newcastle Knights. We owe them plenty. And I think we're going to give them plenty this week. And do you know by how many? I think it'll be the Raiders by 56. Right. Okay, so listener the few, of the, the week. Real, the feud is yeah. real. <laughs> listener of the week. I've got a listener of the week. And this guy is an OG listener. I think he's been listening right back to the early days. Right. It's Brian Fletcher Wode. I think he's up in uh, I think he's up in Queensland. Right. And one of the Black and the Pork fans in Queensland that has bought a Ask Land beanie, mm. knowing fully well that they'll probably never, it'll never be cold enough to actually wear it. Mm. Where's my beanie, by the way? Ah, it's here somewhere. But um, they just want to support the show. So, shout-outs to Brian Fletcher Wade. Like I said, he's an original 
listener. Back in the days when we used to only get about 200 listeners an episode. Now we're getting and most of them five going from a different IP no, address. <laughs> no, they were my mates. Um, five, five or five or six hundred listeners now every week. I mean, um, and counting. In, in recent times, we've seen a real upswing in the amount of listeners. I mean, there's there's someone that came on the show. Brought a number of female listeners um, to the show. You know who I'm talking about, of Arnie course. Jay. Arnie J. Yeah, girls love. Uh, girls they love, love a Arnie bad boy. They, they love do. someone who's a bit dangerous. I mean, look at look at serial killers yeah, and yeah. the marriage proposals, marriage the letters. Proposals, well, apparently Arnie J. Yeah, he just he brings that he, he brings that audience. Brings the chicks, which is uh, and we don't we don't approve of the term chicks. By the way, no. we we choose people who identify as female. Yes. Um, in that and um, yeah be very very good look um so yeah dig yourself out that one pork <laughs> yeah no nah. um so Raiders by the way I'm, I'm gonna be uh just to let the listeners know i'm gonna be in australia hopefully in the next couple of weeks and i'm looking at trying to get down i am going to new zealand um some work and then there's a chance that i might have to go through melbourne and i'm trying to time it that i'm going to be in melbourne when the raiders beat melbourne in july by 56. Well, do you know what would be good if you could actually get, yeah, it would be good, um, if you can actually get to uh, Canberra Stadium so we can actually do a full podcast uh, photo and actually get um, uh, Lord Funkington and, and Arnie J and, and Danny Stewart all in the same place. The, the same whole gang. Time. It would be good. I would actually like a photo. Oh, and bring your 8x10 glossy for the Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork competition. Remember to rep your Blake and the Pork merchandise or your favourite tagline and get it in the public eye. I want these things on TV. I want them on Fox. I want them on the news. Yeah, try to say, uh, again, mm. no entries this week. No entries. You're not gonna, there's no prize going out unless we get one. I, could, have the I, could hear, the I could hear Mark Guy's voice. I didn't actually see him, but I could hear his voice behind me at um, Kipax Oval. And he said, and, I've got the beanie. He said this to me, people. He said, I've got the beanie. You've got to go ask him. <laughs> to yeah. put it on. So, uh, so that's what he thinks. But then he disappeared. His son only played for about, he didn't play the whole game and then no, the MG was gone. No, so you, you send them into us at uh, at Twitter at Blake. Do you know who Paul else we spotted, actually? And, there's, there's, and there's hashtag place your pork or show your ass. Um, or alternatively, we're also on Instagram now or on Facebook, you know. Another we're... Raiders legend mm. that we also spotted out there, Brad Drew. He was there. Oh, yeah, Brad Drew was out Part there. Part of the he, Penrith yeah. um, catchy stuff. He looks like, and I can't, still can't remember what it was, he looks like one of the <laughs> Doctor Who villains. Don't say that. Don't he say that. He does, he does. You know the, the Doctor Who villain that where is... you need to poke the thing in the back of the neck to kill don't, him? It looked like a potato. You don't say that about someone. Yeah, why not? He does. He looks exactly like it. This is Brad Drew. I mean, I think his nickname was Barely Human. Wasn't it? Yeah. We don't, we, it's twenty twenty two. It's twenty twenty two. We don't mock people <laughs> what, what, what about the, their what physical the, attributes. What? Yeah, we do. <laughs> Absolutely, you mock me all the time. You did it on on bloody Twitter the other day when you said put down your fork. That's what you did. Or stop eating the biscuits. What was that? <laughs> what was that? Hey, what was that? Anyway, put the thing in. We got great great prizes. Audio Technica turntable with an actual original pressing of the Raiders, uh, Canberra Woodger Raiders song, seven inch vinyl. We got jalapenos, we got honey, we got John Sharkey shoot out the cameras LP. We've got a John Sharkey t shirt, which is so bad, you've got to see it. It's the best. We got a Matt Neves 8x10 glossy. We've got Land Speed Record vouchers. We got Super glossy. Alpini. And this week we got no winner because yeah. you all suck. And after I give you the uh, Arsenal and I think there's only four left. So yeah, if you think about right. getting one, get it soon. Yeah. All right. So coming up after this match, we've got a bye. Then on Sunday the 3rd Win. of July, uh, 4 p.m. down in Wollongong, we've got the Dragons. Then we've got Win. another bye. 
And then on Sunday, the 17th of July, 4 p.m., we have the storm away, which is when Matthew is saying that he wants to be in Australia. Yeah, he's going to be down there playing the cowbell. And I believe at least he could meet Lord Funkington down there in Melbourne. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. I've already. Not told everyone him. hates Lord Funkington like you. <laughs> not everyone. Not everyone else is a grizzled, bitter old bastard. Who like else you. do I dislike? One person. You, you name dislike one person. everybody. No, I don't. You are Maggie. You're the first person. If they're ever deciding whether to flick the switch on me, I sure as hell hope they don't ask you your opinion. You'd be oh, you get rid of him straight away. That would be your first thing. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? He's been a waste. He's been an oxygen thief for a while. I can hear your comments. Nah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> you do sound a bit wheezy, Pork. Yeah, you know, you know I am. <laughs> Look, I'm just telling you this. Blake is not going to win Mr. Congeniality anytime soon. That is not true. It is very, very is true. Nice yeah, to small true. children and animals. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> anyway, you've been listening to... And Brad the, Drew. Yeah, that's right. You've been listening to the podcast, formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork, and, of course, with Heather Locklear. Heather. Um, Matt Lanevez, and I, I, he doesn't like it very much because his mum's name is Heather, but, you know, you are the special guest. Love you, mum. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. That's Blake, and we'll talk to you again soon. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Sam Williams, the 5'8 of the Kumon 16's Colts. How's it going, Sam? Not bad, Sam. How are you? Not bad. What's your nickname? Uh, Sambo. It's good. What's your favourite football memory ever playing all over the years? Um, last week on Tuesday night when we were training and Seamus was a bit tired and I flattened him. So that's probably it. Yeah? Yeah, it was good. And uh, who's your favourite swimsuit model? Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> no, anyone. They're all good. All right. What's your favourite food? Um, oh, hamburger and hot chips. Sounds good. Does. Who's your favourite band? Halfway Home. Why's that? Because they've probably got the best bassist ever to live, playing for them. Who is your most annoying teammate and why? Um, there's a few. Um, Seamus probably again. You're not! <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, probably Seamus. Just because he's, yeah, big.